Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Thanks for listening to the latest Football Digest podcast available on all podcast platforms. Subscribe now through Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Acast, or wherever you get your podcasts from so you don't miss a single episode. Hello and welcome along to this special edition of Football Digest. Earlier this week, Mirror Football's Tom Blow caught up with Sky Sports' newest commentator, Peter Drury, ahead of his debut on the Premier League for the company. Drury talks about replacing Martin Tyler as Sky's main commentator, what it's like to work on games that include players such as Cristiano Ronaldo and Lionel Messi, and of course the preparation that goes into being a world-class commentator. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. I really want to speak to you, um, kind of, when I heard the news you were getting the, the job at Sky and kind of all about how um, how the how, how the role and, and how excited you are to join. So um, first of all, kind of, how excited are you to join? Very excited. I'm very excited. It's, um, y- you know, this is the place, in my view. Sky, since the Premier League began, has been the place. And um, I'm excited uh, and to some extent a little trepidatious to be following in some, you know, some very illustrious footsteps. Um, I- I'm aware of that and I'm respectful of that. I hope I'm humble about that. But at the same time, I hope. Uh, I'm allowed to be excited about it too, because that's the point, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's kind of my next question, really, about about Martin, because it's obviously very big shoes to fill. Is that are you ready for that challenge? And and how how much of Kaivi is is he a legend in your industry? Well, he has been the sound of four o'clock, half past four on a Sunday afternoon, forever, really. Um, in in the view of um. Premier League supporters anyway. Um, I, I don't even want to consider myself to be in any sense a replacement of Martins because I, I, I can't be him. You know, I'm, I'm just another person starting all over again, if you like. Um, you know, uh, but, but that is the way the world goes round. You know, I've, I've listened to Martin all those years. Martin is a personal friend of mine. Um, I've been on gantries with him for the last, not all of those 30 years, but for many of them working for others. Um, and strangely enough, one of the odd things is going to be, he won't always be there. Um, and, and in that sense, I think a lot of us will miss him, but I also know that the, the, um, football watching public will miss him, um, which is entirely understandable. All I can do is try to be myself and hope that people will be prepared to um, welcome me as they became used to welcoming him. Um, and one of the big things with, with your career recently has been kind of on social media, I feel like there's been a lot of kind of clips of your your best kind of lines and your best introductions going, kind of going viral. Um, are, you, are you aware of that, that kind of social media presence you have and 
and the pressure that comes with that because I think there's a lot of expectation for you in this role. So I, I try not to be, Tom. Um, I'm not on social media. You talk about my social media presence and I would tell you I don't have one. Um, but it, it's hard not to be aware because people tell me. Um, and so, um, honestly, I do my best to shut it all out. That, that's not to say I'm not grateful that, that people like some of my work. Um, but if you take notice of that, you also have to take notice of the nasty side. Um, yeah. and, and that, of course, in my job, sadly, is also inevitable. Uh, and I want to remain um, level-headed, even-tempered. I don't have a particularly thick skin, so criticism when it comes, and that is inevitable, will hurt. Uh, but if I want to try and shrug that off, I can't really embrace all of um, you know the, the side you're talking about, the, 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 the sometimes approval of what I do. Yeah, and in terms of your actual preparation, because I mean, I mean, the one line that kind of sticks out in my mind in the minute is the, the Ronaldo line from a couple of years ago when you reintroduced him on his return to Manchester United. Um, how much preparation actually goes into that work, and like, if, how, what is kind of, you know, I guess the yeah the pre-match pre-match rituals of a commentator? Well, in terms of that particular one, that that's a special case. Because my rule, and I think most commentators' rule um, and understanding, is that you cannot prepare words for anything that happens between the first whistle and the last whistle. That is an entirely reactive discipline uh, because you don't know what's going to happen. Ronaldo walking out at Old Trafford, obviously I knew exactly what was going to happen. He was going to walk for 25 seconds from that cut tunnel in the corner to the centre circle with a camera up his nose. Um, and so it was, it was plain. Um, that that, from a commentator's perspective, was um, what you might call a set piece, you know, yeah. and, and just like practicing penalties or free kicks, um, it would have been foolish not to have a few words ready for that occasion. Um, in terms of preparation for the match itself, um, the hours that, that I and, and every other commentator puts in um, are to enable you to cover every conceivable eventuality. That's what you're preparing. Um, whoever scores, I need to know when he last scored or how many goals he has scored or all of that sort of thing. Um, that's the basic statistical and, and journalistic preparation you, you have to do. But um, in terms of actual words, um, be careful not to try and preconceive or premeditate something that may happen in the game itself because it won't quite happen in the way you perhaps imagined it. And does it make it easier for you when you know you could be watching a great player? Because I know a lot of the so there's people on the social media side of things, but a lot of people a lot of people focus on the, the what you said on Messi during the World Cup. Does it help when you know you can be commentating on a really great player that you, you know more about, or just generally more? Well, the, the challenge with someone like Messi, someone like Messi, <laughs> there isn't anyone yeah. like Messi. But the cha the challenge with Messi in particular. Um, is actually to try and find a new way of expressing what he does. You know, our job as commentators is to articulate. Uh, and people often say of people like Messi, um, he defies description. Actually, in my view, he doesn't. He invites description. You know, he does beautiful things. 
Um, and so, again, I wouldn't apologise for perhaps spending five minutes before a messy game thinking of a different way around talking about Messi because basically the full lexicon of adjectives has been and gone with him. Um, and so uh, it's, it's, part of, it's part of the journalistic challenge. It's part of the linguistic challenge, if you like, to, to, um, to find a way, a new way to articulate the work of established superstars. Do you kind of get excited about that? The the, the challenge yeah. that yeah. yeah, no, I love because I love words. I love I love the game and I love the language, and that's why I'm lucky to do the job I do. Um, and uh, I've, I've said before that I I one of the reasons I like the words is because I get bored of hearing myself. You know, there's only so many ways to describe a centre half heading the ball away, um, and so the challenge is to find a new way potentially, um, and. Over the course of, of my career, words have been my best friend and they've also been my worst enemy because at times I suspect I've used too many of them or I've used them at the wrong time or maybe I've spoiled a moment by talking over it. Um, and, and that is the challenge of a commentator to, to, um, to balance your use of words, if you like, to self-edit. That's, that's what you're constantly doing. Journalism is, is a kind of, sorry, Commentary is a kind of instant journalism, um, and um, it is live, and it requires self-editing. And anybody who talks for two hours unscripted is got to say something somewhere, minor or major, that they wish they hadn't, or around which they think, "Oh, I could have expressed that better," or just get in the name roll, or you know, that is inevitable. It will happen, um, and it has happened. And it has happened to every commentator who's ever lived or picked up a microphone. And so um, I have to understand that and self-edit the best I can. And I guess one of my final questions would be, what advice would you give to any kind of commentator coming into the game now? Anyone who's kind of maybe in the early 20s or the teen, teens thinking about getting into it? My advice is always to be authentic. Don't Don't try to be someone you're not. Don't try to pretend to be someone else who's gone before um, and do it because you honestly love it. Don't do it for some sort of fame search because in my experience, that's the least um, enjoyable part of the whole experience. Uh, I, if I could do it privately, and I know this that's a contradiction, but if I could do it privately, I would because I love football and I love articulating football. And most of all, amid all of that advice, understand that when they turn on the telly, they're turning on for the game and not for you. Okay. And I think, sorry, I actually have one more question quickly. Um, what what, were you, what are you most looking forward to about this new season, in, in particular the role with Sky? Because I know you've worked, oh, you did so much experience in the game and so on, but um, but what, what, what in particular are you looking forward to doing this season with Sky that's different to what you usually do with NBC, for example? Well, I'm doing the same job. I'm just doing it for the market leader in the UK. That's what I've never done before. I I, I hope and believe that Sky have um, uh, employed me because they, broadly speaking, like the sound of how I go about it. Um, so I would be foolish to try and move too far away from that or to alter it in any way. Um, I'm me, you know, for better or worse. <laughs> Take me or leave me. Throw bricks at the screen if you have to. Um but I'm immensely proud that the, the market leader, um, the 
premium purveyor of Premier League football in this country has asked me to come and work for it. And um, my aim is to try not to let them down. Right, well, I mean... And to enjoy it. And to enjoy (laughs) it. Of course, yeah. I mean, well, best of luck. And, um, yeah, thanks so much for your time, sir. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Tom. All the best. Appreciate your time, too.